Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kith and Tell, a podcast about Hans's opinions that sometimes <laughs> is about kids in the hall. We'll be reviewing every episode with Mess. witty banter, like, I'm going to walk over here and see if I can fly, and this is women's work. Chainsaw dismemberment for the modern model. Yeah. I'm Trevor Record, and I'm joined today by Kalina McCordoff in London, England. That's Mr. Bilbo to you. Hans Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada. You know, women should be allowed to wear more vests than they do. <laughs> <laughs> and... And Stu Derek Kotick in Vancouver, Canada. I just kind of want to draw your attention to all of my fabulous trophies. Whatever. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today we'll be reviewing episode 20 of season 3, which aired at some point in 1992. It's the last one of season 3. <gasps> uh, so let's kick things off with our sketch rundown. Uh, today we've got, on the subject of me, my spleen. Um, so Dave talks about his superhuman spleen, but also he's just sort of like vigorously making out and and pawing Ma- at a woman. Making out is a generous description of what Dave is doing. <laughs> it there, starts yeah. off yeah. consensual. I, w- I would say sucking face is probably... He's sucking face. Like important. literally he puts her, her nose in his mouth. True fact. It's important to note that there's also just a polite dog watching on in the background. I didn't see that at all, but I want to watch it now. Oh, it's my favorite part of it, yeah. Then bearded lady marries, where the bearded uh, sorry the bearded lady prepares to get married and finds out that uh, the chicken lady had an affair with her her husband to be strong man mm-hmm. <laughs> Bruno I think uh, right? arrogant boss uh, where he's gonna take his idea and make it better or whatever look over <laughs> here for my trophies uh, uh, looking back uh, where Bruce takes a look at the things he uh, wishes he would have done over the over the years with kids in the hall. Um, and I, I guess they, they probably thought this, this was potentially their last episode, so really looking back is sort of looking back at the series, uh, not knowing that they would have two more seasons in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, horny patient, uh, Kevin's being examined by a lady doctor and decides that she's definitely into him and is getting really close to his penis that he calls Mr. Bilbo. <laughs> I thought that one was kind of an evergreen epi- uh, skit, too. You think it would play today? I think it, it felt very in context mm. with things today. Just like, ah, oh, she must like me. And just like getting so in his own narrative. And I Ke- Kevin it... would definitely have an incel character mm-hmm. if he was mm-hmm. making the show today. Yeah. Slash maybe will have an incel character when they make the show today. Oh, Are you listening, Christ. Kevin? <laughs> we're we're giving you these. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know you if can't... we want to encourage it. We're just saying that we think he would be likely to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then on the subject of me, birth, uh, where Dave explains that he was, his mom had a cesarean because she liked the hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, it was Which nice I'm, and does, absurd. Do any of you know what a cesarean is? That must be like an 80s hairstyle or something. I, I don't, is, is it? I thought there, there is joke. There is a men's haircut, like a Caesar cut, okay. which is just kind of like a short crop kind of little haircut. But yeah, I don't, I, it's just a haircut. And finally, we had Spy Models, a Francesca film about the backstage antics of runway models. Francesca yes. Fiore. <laughs> Bruno Prince it, it rules. We'll, t- we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> it's good. 
so the first uh, segment I wanted to do was screw you taxpayers too. Did they intentionally go far over budget on this episode? Because uh, I, I just couldn't help noticing that the props department went totally wild on this episode. Yeah. Like, in Arrogant Boss, uh, Dave has just a crazy nu number of fancy chairs and furniture in his office. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Francesca Fure set has, like, an incredibly lavish bathroom that they totally, like, uh, and a bunch, splatter in blood. And a bunch of extras, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, a lot so of extras. Extra, yeah. yeah. Um, who was the musician that Dave brought on again, too? Uh, Kim, Kim Mitchell. Kim McClellan, or Mitchell, yeah. Who is that? I Googled it, and I still didn't recognize <laughs> Oh, he's a member of some band that was, like, of local renown in Toronto in the 80s, I think. Mm. Well, yeah. that real real cool cool move, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, you picked up <laughs> the winner there. Interestingly, too, I mean, we, well, of course, like the Francesca Fiore uh, sketch at the end had tons of extras. There were also a lot of speaking parts for non-kids. Yeah. Including in the bearded lady sketch where all yes. the bridesmaids were speaking. And at first we were like, wait, is that the kids? Wait, no. Is one of them Mark? And then it's like chicken lady busted. And we're like, oh, my God, who are these people? Oh, my God. I, my, my fan theory is that they're all Hutterites from a community nearby to where Bruce grew up that he just put in dresses because just because stuck them in there. I like you that you called the segment "Screw You Taxpayers" too, because "Screw You Taxpayers" has a whole bit about the props guy making a big ass expensive <laughs> vase, and they call out, they break it, but then they call out this one, being like, "Oh yeah, sit in the uh, twelve hundred dollar chair right beside that priceless eighteen hundred dollar vase." Yeah. <laughs> But then also, I mean, they in the looking back sketch, there were all of those children who I'm sure are major stars now. <laughs> but by the way, I've I've got to say that the, the Kevin child and the Bruce child are perfect. <laughs> yes, they're yeah, they, they so are good. spot on, spot on versions. Although we don't know what a, a Kevin child would have looked like because, as we have discussed in the past, I guess Kevin used to be a, a heftier boy, and uh, but and we don't the know Kevin... when that happened. He, yeah, we don't know when that happened. That's that's thing. that's almost certainly an adolescent chunk. Yeah, that's that's entirely. He possible. was he was heftier in his twenties, but he might have not been as a as a child. We don't yeah. know that. Either way, um, I think it's also funny that you we call it "Screw You Taxpayers" too, because as uh, we were talking about before we started recording, this isn't so much a "Screw You Taxpayers" as it is "Screw You Corporate Overlords." Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck I, you. I, fuck you. At and Love. I wonder if they <laughs> yeah. go over over budget if if uh, HBO had to pay because yeah they they were they were dropped by HBO at the end of this season and uh, the the third the third third season was their last HBO season they went to. CBC slash CBS after this. But, like, are we going to see it be more censored as it moves on? Because isn't CBS more public? Oh, very much so, yeah. You know, yeah. I, maybe it, it, it will be a little bit. I don't feel like the the production values go down after this, though. No, no but, but I... like, they said fuck already. They had a lot of, like, they had some, like, pseudo-nudity. Yeah. But remember, I don't think we'll be seeing any nudity make, or They can also just words. make alternate sketches, depending on which of the CBC or CBS might be uh, more leaning towards the, the old censorship. Wow. And, and I mean, it said, it's they said that it, they also, it, on CBS, it ran on a, like, a late-night Friday slot, so... Oh, mm. uh, maybe. Possibly. I don't know. It's just something to keep our eyes open for. Yeah. I do love um, that. And I, I love that the Bruce sketch seems to be designed entirely on just blowing a budget. Because he's like, oh, we never got to have a children's choir. And they show up singing <laughs> Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet for like 10 seconds and then fuck off. Yeah. What song I mean, was it, it? It was it was the theme song. 
Oh God, I was not paying attention. I de- I definitely missed that as well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's interesting because I think um, whenever you get an extra on a show, like you autom- they union rules mean that as soon as they say a single word, they like bump up to a higher pay grade. And this definitely felt like let's get all these people on and make them talk for like the minimum amount of time so that we can have to pay them more. You know? It is like, it, I think it's like nine words or something like that. You can do nine words for free and then it becomes a speaking role. Yeah. You know who they didn't get to speak? The man who was sitting under the umbrella when it was raining lard. Uh, 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 <laughs> so, devastating. You, you've been an extra before. Have you ever had speaking <gasps> lines? And what is the difference in pay? uh yeah so that's it that if you have i can't remember if it's like seven or nine words or something like that but after you go over you no longer become background and you become an actor and i think it's less so about pay per se and more about credit credit yeah because you get credit and then you have to have corresponding pay rate um i never had lines i've had i've done um special skills the first time i got into it is because my friend came from winnipeg and was like i am suddenly a casting director do you still have an instrument and i was like yeah so i was uh <laughs> i was in the background for the remake of beaches as part of adina menzel's band oh. nice. wow. yeah so i pretended to play guitar and then i fell asleep on stage <laughs> on purpose or was that part of it uh there was a real big take in between lunch and i had to get up at like 4 30 to get out to burnaby at the time and i during the break i fell asleep on the drum riser with the drummer i bet kim Lots mitchell of... did that too oh, just fell asleep in yeah. between his takes yeah <laughs> yep so uh let's move on to segment two uh which i call the new mayonnaise do we like on the subject of me I, um i think the title says it all i, I kind of like the first one but i don't know if i cared for the second one uh how does it stack up against like uh the it's a fact girl oh wow. Well, that's very so specific. Is, <laughs> I, I love that we use the term mayonnaise just because we got to call Hans a mayonnaise man, but it's actually kind of devastating because I love mayonnaise as a condiment. It's great. It's just, it's zippy and adds a lot of flavor. You can get Kewpie mayo from Japan and it's got a weird tang to it. But I hate the skits that we, skits, the skitches, the skitches, <laughs> the, the skitches that we call mayonnaise. They're like, I think the on the subject of me is some of the better mayonnaise yeah, skitches that we've had but it's still it's the best of the worst they have such good like, music in them do, 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 yeah do, they're do, very do, jaunty Galena, but it's excellent cute. jaunty music yeah. <laughs> they're a little natural vibrato like filler is just always bad and of these it's pretty cute but i quite like it i mean it feels kind of indulgent but when we've been talking about things that are recurring and tend to be filler like cops we all got so tired of i'm happy if this comes back in season four like if if they're they're zingy one-liners they don't linger too long it's just dave um it doesn't feel like he's being all that uh selfish i guess with his time you know i agree i agree Kalina, in the sense that like this these bits uh feel the closest to like the the progenitor of all Manny's sketches, which is the Helens, which is like one concept delivered reasonably quickly. You get to the the point of the gag. It's like a little, it's light. It's like just a bit uh, humorous, but not overly like belly laughing. And then you're moving on, you know? And that's what these are when they work. They're not always, they're not all winners, right? There was a couple 
last episode that were like not the greatest, but mm. I liked I liked on the subject of spleens and yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed the Caesar, uh, you know, well enough. So I will say too that last episode we, I made the mistake of reading ahead into the Kith fan archive and then being like, oh my god, these ones didn't air because it it actually showed them as being in the last episode. So I don't know how that was Mm. rearranged. Kith fan, you screwed us again. Uh, I mean, good thing they're offline. No, just please come back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but I mean, I think last episode we liked these less, and these were actually far a far better rendition. Two of them feel felt completely right, and like I don't know, there's like wacky things in them, like how he in the second one about this C-section birth and his mom liking the hairstyle. He just has like a wagon full of begged <laughs> bread that he's yeah. he yeah. yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, why don't we do a lightning round? Subject of me or police department? Oh, so that's, that's, that's subject of me. A, that's, yeah, of course. Uh, subject, yeah. subject of me or Helen's, though? Oh, Helen's. Subject Helen's. of me. Helen's. I'm, I'm going to go with subject of me. I like... They, they, they get to be wackier. Yeah. I mean, like, the Helen thing was funny the first time, and then you know what the punchline is, and it's just one punchline, whereas the subject of me could be anything. Well, we're split on that, but what about... Subject uh, of me I mean... versus Monsieur Pied Lord. Ooh. On subject of me. I think Monsieur Pied-Lord. <sighs> Monsieur Pied-Lord is a little bit more samey, but like I have very fond childhood memories of it, so I'm going to give it to Monsieur Pied-Lord also has an arc to it, right? Because it ends with him dancing on the moon happily after struggling for so long, right? So True. That and felt a little bit more indulgent, though, by Dave. It, it is, and it's, it's more of a like pre-packaged bit that it's mm. like, okay, here's the character, and there's going to be one joke. But it is definitely wacky that they just inexplicably have this like French programming Mr. Bean. That does feel very CanCon for sure. Mm -hmm. Right? What I will give it though is that it definitely has better jaunty music. All right. On the subject of me or it's a fact girl. Oh, on the subject of me. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, no, I like, I like Fact Girl. Good, I'm going to go Fact Girl. Girls, I'm going to go Fact Girl. They've got the queen one, doesn't know her alphabet. That's gold. Yeah. Uh, no, I prefer on subject of me to that. Subject of me. Sorry, uh, your honor, but no dice. <laughs> your honor. Uh, you know, she's a judge. That's I, I, great. I think maybe what uh, on the subject of me kind of benefits from is like, I think Dave is maybe the cleverest of the kids. And so he's very good for like little short things um mm. a lot yeah. of the well, other the like cold, me cold open things that well, i really yeah. like like the one about the uh, gunslinger that sells cotton candy like the oh, yeah. ones you know yeah. i feel like bruce could also pull something like this off very easily oh how about this one on the subject of me or 60 second stories oh, 60, 60 second stories, stories. Yeah. Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah, right. Yeah. The thing is, I never six, really six, liked 60, 60 second, second stories. stories are not Mayo, though. They are like hard well, work. Yeah, I agree. If, I agree. If we're talking they are... short filler, or they're, short no, sketches, they're short, but they're punchier. Yeah, they're clearly they're... high effort. Like they, they're a poem that involves animation, and they're yeah, they're they're much oh, higher no. effort than on the subject of me. They're, they're also much darker, effort, but they have that very similar vibe, right? Where it comes yeah. up, and you're like, all right, here's the format. Let's do. We know this. what's coming. We know what's exactly. Coming. That's true. I suppose that's true. That's hard. I am. Uh, I can't. Ma- um... Mouthful of mayonnaise coming your way. <laughs> Fill up all your vest pockets with mayonnaise. All, you're I'm gonna gonna all our listeners bite. thought they'd finally escape the circular discussions on mayonnaise, but no, they did not. Nope. Wait, that's the Pierlord, right? Yes. Yeah. I cannot tell the difference between the two songs. No, okay, listen. 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 No, because one of them is... Is yeah, and then the other one 
is oh my god i lost it see no see yes that's what it is but they use that music for other stuff too i think don't they i think yeah Maybe. Either way, they're different songs, or at least they're like they're very similar vibe. They might even have been made by the same people. But one sounds like a xylophone, and one sounds like a fiddle. (laughs) Kalina, I am just beaming from your declaration. No, listen, and then kind of (laughs) hums some of it, and then forgets the rest of the song. (laughs) No, but you know how when you sing a song, you can't think of like another song. Like if another song is playing, you can't sing a a different song. You know, I mean, I know fair dunk though, fair dunk. I mean, I know that you can't, Hans, considering we had an entire game called Does Hans Know This Song? <laughs> well, hold on a second. That's <laughs> entirely. That's just, I don't know any pop culture, but that's it. Uh, All right. Do we want to move on to our next segment, which is... I'm ready. Um, so usually we'll have like a standout sketch, but I think we're probably all in agreement that Spy Models was the best sketch. So why don't we just talk about that and then standout sketch will be everyone's second favorite sketch. Oh. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah. Sp- go ahead. Spy models was good. It had that really high production. Again, kind of tying nicely into our first segment. It it felt very much like they were just blowing the budget on this one, and I'm happy they got to. I really yeah, like fantastic. Francesco and and Bruno, and I feel like this is the first one where like the quality of the characters like uh, has a sketch that's worthy of them. You know? Yeah. yeah and it was I interesting. Agree. This was one of the few. Uh, that we've had of both of them where like the preamble isn't about the movie that they've been part of yeah this where one it's is actually just, just like we just jump straight in you know who they are you get to just fully revel in like a the great production value and their hilarious uh they're just yeah they're they're fantastic characters it's it's great it's such a good like foreign spy movie send up too where like mark just plays this like sleazy general mm-hmm. so well they murder yes. him and they need to find like a, a place to store him and like they they can't escape uh through a window and they open the closet and it's just filled with dead military guys but, <laughs> back, backing up backing up there. for just a moment the backing up for just a moment their plan was clearly to throw the body out the window but they were betrayed yeah. uh, by someone who bricked over the window yes. like, I that thought was it was just betrayal. a fake window no so, like that, the... are you sure no, that was clearly their plan all along was to get him by the bathroom, pull him in, you know, all that jazz. But then, like, we've been betrayed. The window is bricks. Like, Although, you know, that kind of tripped me a little bit because that scene takes place almost ex- like is almost exactly represented in The Matrix when they're betrayed. Oh, on the first that's run. Wow. And it's like he opens the window and Mouse sees that the it's like, oh, the hard line's been cut and it's bricked over Do in the same way. Do you think the Wachowskis right. liked kids in the hall? <laughs> I hope I so. That did. would be amazing if that was the case. That would make me so happy. Okay, well, I was just going to say the the other very small detail that um, has nothing to do with the overall sketch but that I liked very much was at the very beginning of the scene when, when uh, Francesca's going onto the runway or whatever model's on the runway, the like opening around the runway stage is a bloodshot eye and i just Ooh. like it was such a weird great detail no it was very much like oh, a bloodshot okay, eye huh. um and so it played very well into like like that is a custom prop like that is a custom thing that was totally unnecessary but it was speaking of what you were saying Kalina, like the production value of this of yeah. this bit this of the movie very well produced like, sketch yes 
Yeah, and that was a good prop bit, and it it made me think about how much they must have spent on this sketch alone, and the you know the end of this season. But it was a I just really liked that detail. It was really great. I also really loved Kevin as uh, Nikolai the designer, oh, and his mullet was, wig was fantastic. And he keeps mugging to the camera, is like they're going on stage, and he just like <laughs> get to have a a phrase. Love when she comes out in the end with the like leg wrapped around her neck, yes. and he's like the leg was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm not sure if this, if I missaw this, but I think when Francesca Fiore comes out in the start, as Hans was saying, through the bloodshot eye, which I also didn't put, so excellent catch, uh, and he she poses with the two other models. It looks like one of the models on her right has just, like, a camera on her hat. Oh. Because it's spy models, plural, and, like, looks like she poses, yeah, yeah. and it looks like she's wearing, like, a big... Floppy hat with just a camera in the brim. Well, the the the, the um, it's clearly like the theme of the fashion show because Francesca's original look, um, or I mean the look she wears throughout is like her hat has bullets all around the, like the the brim ribbon, and then she also mm. has bullets all around her um all around her like waist uh like cinch or like belt a or pseudo bandolier yeah. kind of thing. Okay, yeah. So it's, just... it's definitely like that is the theme of the of the fashion show for sure. Okay. She's also such a badass when they get into the bathroom and start sawing up the body. She's like, no, let me do it. It's women's work. <laughs> I love another another is... expensive prop is the toilet that Bru- uh, that Mark's head is like talking out of because it's a full uh, it's a full toilet, but like toilets are made out of hard like ceramic porcelain or whatever and they would have had to cut the bottom off of the toilet so that his head could fit up through it which is like not an easy thing to do like you would have to like take a concrete saw to it or something like it yeah. was that is like a, a, sm- a small thing to make but a very expensive thing to make you the know? entire bathroom yeah. was incredibly fancy too and oh, they yeah, just completely everywhere. ruin it by splattering blood all over the place also when they leave was there a ribbon on the toilet yeah i wasn't sure oh. what that was about yeah is that oh. a fancy thing that happens at fancy places no it might have been that they were like this is the prop toilet please do not use <laughs> <laughs> please do not poop uh, <laughs> i also okay. love like when they're in the bathroom Francesca is doing the sawing, but is immaculate. Like, her dress is not touched, and Bruno is just soaked in in blood. blood. (laughs) I I love this little bit they do, too, where he just, like, takes, like, a towel and starts, like, wiping (laughs) his suit, and suddenly it's, like, immaculate white again. It's pristine again. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, yeah. That's movie magic. Uh, That was great. And I love that they they get rid of all of it and clean up the kill room, but forget an entire leg. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And just the shock. And then he's, like... He's just like, why are you laughing? He's like, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> My al- it's another another funny. great detail uh, is when uh, Francesca takes the runway with the leg over her arm and like steps onto the runway, strikes a match on the bottom of the boot that is draped around her, and oh, then, and then lights, lights her cigarette uh, while walking down the road. Like that is an iconic runway entrance, uh, yeah. one for the ages for sure. So oh, and I love that. I love that Bruno is always smoking a full cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I feel like if Francesca Fiore doesn't inspire feminism, then what will? (laughs) Another another great line. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say Scott Thompson, feminist icon. Yes. Yes. Uh, give give women rifles. That's what I say. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, the other the other detail was when they were talking about the betrayal and uh, and the bricked over window. That Bruno's response is, "I knew we shouldn't have trust the dwarf." Um, oh. So which amuses me too that it's like it's a it's a small a little person that has bricked over this like 
window. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why it's. But see, maybe, maybe. But see, my thing is like maybe like they got instructions from someone that they could do it in that room. I didn't see that it was like bricked over. It's just that it would have been like a fake sash over a wall, and uh, they just got bad info. Yeah. That would explain why there's all those bodies stuffed into the closet. <laughs> I just love that like, so many military guys are being murdered. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I was like, ooh, Hitman, 2000, 2019. Do a, do a lot of military men go to fashion shows? That's what I, I want to know. I don't think uh, so. No, no, this is clearly like an Italian uh, dictator, and like there was still fashion in Italy during like you know Spanish. fascist times. I put feel the like fashion that, so. in fascism. <laughs> don't, don't though; or, it's already happening. Or vice versa. Mm. Um, Mark's also his line when he's coming on to Francesca is uh, so creepy and great. Um, which one is it there? Uh, when he asks for a kiss, and she's like, "Oh, but not in this ensemble." Nikolai would kill me, and he like in the creepiest oh, yeah. voice says, "Well, then clearly I am going to have to purchase this dress so that I might have the pleasure of taking it off later." And that it's is like, creepy it's eye contact. So gross. Mark, yeah, Mark is a great creepy general. He nails yes. it as the creepy general. Yes. <laughs> Who do you think is probably the be- the best creeper of the kids? Is it Mark? It's really funny because yeah, because you think about like Mark going from something like general, then all the way to uh, Daryl, who is just a creeper in his own way, you know? Yeah, I was, you're gonna say Scott, but Scott doesn't really do creepy. Scott does like kind of gross straight dude a lot of the time, but he doesn't really do like creepy. No. And I would say that Mark is the funniest creeper. Bruce has the word like the, the grossest oh, the creeper. Cabbage. Yeah. yeah. Bruce is the sleaziest with oh, Speaking of which. We didn't get to talk, of which, didn't get oh to talk about uh, From Beyond the Grave Cabbage Head, which has yeah. Tom yeah. on it. Blows the dust off of it as he puts it. <laughs> I mean, th- that that segment uh, within the My Regrets bit, like you get the nice things like, oh yeah, we would have had a children's choir. We would have had it raining lard. And then he, he says that he regrets never having asked the CBC page Heidi out on a date. Uh, citing trouble with my girlfriend is a reason I wanted to go out and just talk. At which point he dusts off the cabbage head hat. Yeah. And Not a great look. Yeah, and then Bruce. also saying no, like the thought... liquor will help us communicate. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought it was a great look for Bruce because it's so self-aware that he's not just being like a throwaway line about this is acceptable behavior. It's, look, it's the gross character. I'm signaling to you that the behavior is not acceptable. It was we'll hard. It was, it was on that line, though, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you'd I be take, in a I take that interpretation. Us, but... Yeah, that's uh, that's that's an accept or a, like a right. reasonable right. a reasonable interpretation we yeah. have talked about like the cabbage head character and how at the time there were just a whole bunch of similar characters like ed the sock and triumph the comic insult dog and yeah with those other characters it was never signaled to people that they were gross and you shouldn't want to be them cabbage head yeah. is really the only one where it's like they make it clear it's like this is a gross dude yeah that's true <clears throat> <laughs> I guess until I guess that's the hard thing, and 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 you're you're right, Stu. It's like until you get to that point where you see the cabbage head, head, <laughs> you are like you're starting to like <laughs> clutch your pearls, you know, <laughs> your millennial snowflake pearls, your 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 uh, your participation trophies, <laughs> clutch your. Per- that's our our pearls that we clutch. These are yeah. all my participation trophies. Whatever. Whatever. 
<laughs> uh, I think we're already not talking about spy models, so should we move on to standout sketch? Uh, because this, yeah. this is a really solid episode, actually. It's yeah, yeah. yeah um, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of weakness. I mean, it's been a really like strong end to the season, right? We've had a couple episodes in a row here where we've had nothing really to complain about. Though I, I like, will but, say, yeah. I really did not care for arrogant boss. Oh, really? I liked it. Yeah, I don't I'm with you on that one, Kalina. Yep. I got the I got the joke that he was like a blase businessman and like the payoff was I that he jumped off and flew too close to the sun or rather pavement, but um Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It that that probably actually may be the worst one for me. Like but Bearded mm -hmm. Lady was also kind of bad, but uh, I don't know. The the Kevin Ke Kevin in the patient sketch was good. Looking back was great. Obviously, spy models was the best. But like on the subject of me, even like outshone bearded ladies in my eyes. If you're signaling out the bearded lady marries as the worst sketch, then this is a very good episode because that would yeah. be a solid sketch in most episodes. But you know, we started off this podcast being like you know with the premise of how would we introduce this to someone who had never seen Kids in the Hall. And I would never show that bearded lady sketch to someone to represent, like, the best of Kids in the Hall. Yeah, mm. true fact. It's very middle of the road, for sure. Would, yeah, you put, would you put spy models in one of your showcase? Oh, yeah. Oh, I would, yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I think once we do our yeah. rap party, that may be up there. I mean, something about Francesca and Bruno is going to be way we up should make a We should make a short list of indoctrinate new people into kids in the hall sketches like what well, the i think ones that's gonna have them? to be our our like finale of the of the five seasons or all something. right so yeah. hold on for two more years. that'll be our that'll be our five that'll be our thunderdome our thunderdome argument episode oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> do we do that <laughs> before or after we do the movie and death comes to town <laughs> oh god by that point uh we'll have the amazon reboot so yeah by that <sighs> yeah um but what is what is your second favorite sketch then kalina <laughs> it's gonna you be horny patient. She get ready for a big flow no, of mayonnaise. No, you know what? Here. I like looking back because of the kids' intro. I thought that was really cute. The little intro where they have children reenact their uh, killing Reg sketch is is a, a very it good very open. Good. Yeah, that was. That was and then you get to have a gag about like, look at how young we were. <laughs> also, that yeah. that sketch contained your favorite line, Kalina. Did it? <laughs> Said by Satan. Oh, he didn't do the full knickknack nerf, but he got close. Yeah, he did. I listened um, closely. <laughs> yeah, he says it in a little bit of a different order. Well, he kind of uh, goes like knickknack nerf, and then he kind of his his nerf gets a little cut off. Look, okay, I know, so I know my devil. <laughs> I loved looking back and talking about the devil. I saw that as a little burn towards Lauren Michaels. They're like Ooh. the one person oh, the show yeah. would not be possible I with, and it's yeah. Satan. Yes. <laughs> that's fair. That that's fair. was very. That's a very good point. I was wondering. I'm like, oh yeah, they're gonna bring Lauren out, and it was like, nope. Nope, it's Satan. <laughs> it's Satan. Well, maybe the implication is that Lauren is Satan. Yeah, no, I think that's yeah, kind that's of the joke. that's exactly what it is. You got it. <laughs> Bravo. And Bravo. Satan. Okay, <laughs> one of the things that's been worst about this podcast for me is there's been a couple of things that I just can't unhear so every time someone says premise a little bit of me is like yeah i know do it do it, do it. premise <laughs> there's like little or, a little dave jumping up and down in my head yeah that one or like yeah when when kalina facetiously says bravo i do just want to like break into the clap bravo, bravo. <laughs> <laughs> no i love it 
Yeah, that's, that's what I got to say about that one. We also just say Lopez when we, we see each other kind of weirdly. Oh, open yeah. Lopez. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I also like in the gonna... beginning of looking, looking back, he compares those children to like reading Little Archie. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say my standout sketch that isn't uh, the Francesca Fiore spy models is the first on the subject of my spleen. And it's mostly because I love the dog in the background and the weird makeouts. And it's, it's, and like, Dave doesn't it's so usually rare. do a lot of physical comedy either. It's yeah. Kind of, it's yeah. also really rare to have like a, a solid cold open like that. Like, you know, a lot of those, a lot of those cold open bits are, are kind of, they're short and quick and then you move on. And this one, because it kind of drags on and the woman gets like increasingly uncomfortable and then the dog just pops out and is kind of watching from the background. Just, I don't know why, but that really tickled me. So they, they've I, had like I, a couple things there. where a dog watches people being horny with each other, right? Like yeah. the, that like weird, our, my parents are away sketch was like that too, wasn't it? Yeah, oh no, the yeah, dog yeah. is humping him at the that end. Was... Oh, maybe that's different. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so on the subject of me, gets my second favorite sketch. And then my worst sketch, I agree with you, Kalina, was the Arrogant Boss one. Like, I thought yeah. the payoff was good, but it felt like it took too long to get there. And the joke, you knew what the joke was, like, right away. And it just kind of, it, it felt like it was a long walk off a short balcony, you know? Uh, uh, Stu, uh. Stu, which one was your favorite? And did you That's have also the probably the, the Bruce one, the looking back. And the worst... Honestly, I think I felt like the bearded lady, although I don't want to dunk on Kevin because I thought he did a pretty good job and he was actually really good in this episode with Horny Patient and some of the other features. But bearded lady just felt like fan service to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, where are you going to go with this? Oh, your dad's kind of a dick. I guess that's kind of funny. They have beards. And I was like, ah, chicken lady. All right. Yeah. Just put Does a that feel, I wonder if that was, we were talking about everything getting spent this episode. I wonder if that's also like, hey, this might be our last episode. So let's get chicken lady in there one last time for the fans, you know? Maybe. I think oh, chicken yeah. lady's one of the fan favorites. So they just needed oh, to get I mean, yeah, so I wonder. Yeah. And you got that, Head that Crusher into uh, the oh, No Regrets yeah. Looking Back sketch. God, Mark has a lot of just real identifiable <laughs> but remember yep. i mean he's he's really grown since then mr tizik no longer says i'm going to crush your head he's i'm updating my resume <laughs> and then he's st- and he like leans really <laughs> close to his computer which i thought was kind of funny also is that a joke about them potentially being like dropped or canceled you have to oh update wow your resume? Oh, yeah, wow yeah, yeah exactly Man, so many layers we're to peel this. back. We're busting this wide open, gang. <laughs> That's what we're here for. What are we paid for? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what are we paid for? Nothing. Uh, I, I do do think that uh, for me, the um, horny patient is actually pretty pretty good. Kevin bit like it's Kevin at his his finest. You know. Mr. Yeah, Bilbo. I liked it. Oh, though the ending with the teeth. Oh, it's the oh. ending with the teeth was a real hard ending. <laughs> but yeah. pulling the teeth to say she loves me, she loves me not, while he has scurvy is pretty great. It's a good ending. Like yep. as far as like trying to close out a sketch like that goes. No, it's good. Yeah. That's it's a good it's a good finale. But it was just oh, it got it. <laughs> so yeah, it got it, it got me Sometimes in my body. Sometimes comedy wants to bring you to an uncomfortable place, and I felt very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you did well, it there. Um, for me, the bearded ladies would probably be worse as well, the worst mm-hmm. one as well, because I, I actually like the arrogant boss, but um, yet, a, yet again, if, if this is worst, I mean, there's many episodes where it'd be like 
one of the strongest sketches, actually. Like, this is a very strong episode if totally. Beard Ladies is mm-hmm. the worst thing that they've got on offer, because I don't think it's that bad at all. It did have some good bits, like when he when she flings Kevin's bearded lady around in circles and then across the room. Like the the dummy just flinging across the room is a funny sight gag. And I did like also at the very end where uh, the bearded lady says, "If I marry this guy, you're not sleeping with him ever again, okay?" And the chicken lady says, "Not even in an emergency." <laughs> um, <laughs> which I I just love to think of what a an emergency would be. Sex emergency. Um, also, yeah. it, it, does, it doesn't come seem up. clear that they're actually having sex per se it's like he likes to chase me around with a net or something like that <laughs> oh no like, it's like it's no, weirder than no. regular sex it's uh, no but I oh think she no admits, it's just yeah yeah no because she says we're lovers like right right on <laughs> yeah. it chicken lady's just a freak and she should get to have her weird poultry fun times exor uh, or exorgasms whatever i don't know <laughs> i don't know she also explodes when she orgasms, which is great. <laughs> there's a puff of feathers, yes. Yeah, there's an explosion. That's good. From her cloaca. <laughs> cloaca means sewer. Yeah. Ugh. I think that's it for season three. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a cast party, so that, that'll be our, our next episode. Uh, but beyond that, we'll be hitting the kith mines searching for halls rich with new kids. But until we strike that kid <laughs> gold, you can find us on Twitter at KithIntelPod. Weigh in on your favorite sketches and enjoy some delightful gifts. Thank you for listening to Kith and Tell. We'll see you next season! I sang the wrong song. Uh. <laughs> Kalaka means sewer. <laughs>